Ready to go. Ready and raring, as they say. <laughs> ready. This is Three Funny Ladies. That is Susan J. Cox. That's Joe Bailey. And we talk about one funny lady. And we're two <laughs> of them. We're two of them. He's so a he, man. But it's uh, there's a lot. There's layers. There's yeah, layers. It's, it's like an onion. You got to peel it back. <laughs> it's like an onion. It stinks and it makes you cry. <laughs> how are you today oh my goodness just peaches and cream how are you oh my goodness well I, that is I might something. be i might be overselling it a bit i'm fine <laughs> how are you i am fine what's what's been going on i never see you anymore i well no because you won't talk to me unless it's Thursday. <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding oh my god it's april fool's day it is oh, and we're god. done april fools we're not really recording today <laughs> bye um <laughs> What did you ask me? What have I been doing? Oh, I've uh-huh. been in rehearsal. Yeah, how's that um, going? So have you. Good, good, good. Yeah. You have been yeah. in rehearsal as well. Yeah. Um, when do you open? April 14th. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you open? Thursday. Okay. So I'm just counting it down. And yeah. you run until like August or something like this? <laughs> like October <laughs> 45th. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> May something. I'll keep track. Whatever. <laughs> Okay, okay. It's actually a shorter one than they usually do. So Oh good. Not doing the 10 I mean, for you. uh run, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh how how long do you run? I almost just said th- how much do you run? <laughs> <laughs> we just 3 weeks. Oh wow. All right. And it's just short, short, three short. three shows a week. Ooh. But after Thursday, I don't have to be there anymore. So That's the beautiful thing about being a director. Yeah. You're on your own, fuckers. <laughs> They just do Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. All right. Oh, that's, so, that's good schedule. That's yeah. good sketch. Yeah. So what have you been up to besides uh, rehearsing? Are you rehearsing a lot? Um, we have Mondays and Thursday nights off. But other than that, we're rehearsing every day. Wow. Um, yeah. Just in my little cocoon. Not, you know, really doing much of anything. So, yeah. We're at this weird time of year where it's false spring, third winter. Yeah. So I'm not really doing anything. What are you watching, looking at, reading, listening to? What am I looking at? Uh, let's see. What have I watched? I'm currently watching The Girl from Plainville about oh, that Michelle yeah. Carter, the texting. Doop, beep, boop, 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 beep, yeah. boop. Um, the thing about Pam uh-huh. with the Renee. Um what else i just okay i think people know this about me now i have a thing for crappy reality tv just crappy why would i possibly care about this reality tv and is it paramount plus paramount plus or discovery plus has all the seasons of (laughs) i'm actually a little embarrassed dallas cowboys cheerleaders making Mm. the team and i Mm -hmm. (laughs) i watched the latest season is it worth watching? When it comes to reality, maybe, I don't know. I'm not sure. I am the type of person, like I'm the type of person where, you know, if something's going on outside, I'm going to look out my window. Like I just like being up in everyone's business. Okay. So that's why I like reality TV. And just, and it is sort of interesting because these girls want this more. They want to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader more than they've ever wanted anything on the face of the sun and um you know you and i know how that feels so you can relate to them for sure um yeah i just like watching garbage it's garbage it's mindless garbage but yeah i just um watch that got through all of the seasons of big brother canada that i haven't watched previously yeah so i've been doing a lot of watching of things how about That's yourself good. Um, we finished Life and Beth. How was that? I really ended up liking it a lot. Okay. Because it's like, um, I, it starts off for me, it started off like I wasn't really sure what it was trying to do, but it's really, I think about reckoning your life and I really dig, that's one of my favorite themes in things. And so Uh 
I really liked it a lot. I thought it was very well done. Okay. Um, we watched Is It Cake? On uh, Lily wants to watch it. She's like, we need to watch Is It Cake? <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> it, I mean, we tore right through it. I think we watched it in a day. It's, I have definitely have some problems with the format, but still watched all eight episodes back to back to back. So, I mean, yeah, of course you did. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? And, you know, we're still on our trips to Ann Arbor. And so we've been listening to podcasts still. And we, Joe found one called Unread. Oh, what is that? Uh, which I highly recommend. Um, the, the fella who wrote it, produced it, and hosts it, narrates it, whatever, he, receives an email from a friend of his one night okay. Okay. and it says by the time you receive this email i will be dead oh oh, oh. and so it was a scheduled email uh, right. and his friend was planning on dying by suicide and leaves the and attaches to the email these audio clips of him in this his friend love 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 loved britney spears Okay. And so the, there are clips of him in this like chat room where you could like speak to one another mm -hmm. uh, with a, a woman who called herself Banana Alice, uh, but who sounds remarkably like Britney Spears. So the the man who made the podcast goes on this quest to try to track down why his friend sent him these files and try to find this woman and discover all of that. It's really good. It's very touching. It's very funny. Um, it's only four episodes, but I highly, highly recommend it. All right. But obviously, okay. trigger warning, suicide. Sure, 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 sure. Right. Okay. So that's probably about it, I think. I mean, think about Pam. Sure, still that's happening. <laughs> um, Are you watching that? Yeah. We haven't watched this week's yet, but. Okay. Um, Temptation Island is back, so that's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got an email from our third co-host. <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, yes. <laughs> um, our dear friend to the north. Oh, we also have to talk about the Oscars. Do we? Um, Do we? Did you watch them? I did not watch them. Okay. Then we did. I just, I just heard about the bullshit. Yeah. We don't I'm need to so talk tired. about that. I'm so fucking tired about it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about that. I'm tired. I enjoyed them. I thought they were, I thought they were well done. I thought they moved fun nicely. I thought the ladies were funny. Yeah. I did like the seating arrangement. I like how it was seated. That was fun. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I mean, as with any Oscars, there are certainly things I could have done without. Sure. But yeah, overall, I thought they were well done. I I didn't mind. This is probably going to, um, you know, fly in the face of some purists. I did not mind the the awards they gave out earlier in the evening that they just edited and spliced into the program. Mm -hmm. I didn't mind that. Okay. So, but I mean, the whole purpose of that was to make the show run faster and to get right. it done by eleven, and it was over at like eleven forty-five. So, so, I mean, nothing they do right. works. It's so just it's how like, it is. Yeah. Let's just embrace it, accept it. It's never going to be three hours long. Right. Unless right. you allow people to say two things when they accept their Oscars. It's just not going to happen. Right. So, okay. um, so Matt says, hello, my darlings to the South, which is just weird to think that we're in the South. Right. Uh, it is I, Matt, your friend in Christ, and Canuck. Oh, sorry, pronounced Canuck, he says in oh, parentheses. Oh, Canuck, okay, okay. Suze, since you're watching Big Brother Canada, LOL, Wacky Marty is where I am from and what most people are like here. Haha, <laughs> except me. Okay. You know Marty? No, I don't, no. My memory is shit, so no. <laughs> this is true. I can attest to that. <laughs> I asked you about your engagement. Which I was at. So, you know. <laughs> uh, we have so much to unpack. Loved the take on Ranker. Also, people from Ranker, if you're listening, do better. I do <laughs> I mean, enjoy the idea of making up your own list and would love to make some suggestions via your Instagram on several things like Clue or David Guest's. Oh, David Guest, but he sent a correction to that. Christopher Guest movies should showcase those funny ladies. 
also love the parameters and stuff like Steel Magnolias because comedy isn't just bridesmaids pooping in the street. (laughs) It's nuances. Plus, like you said, if it made you laugh twice, it's up for consideration. Suze, you done good. (laughs) Well, thank you. Also, I don't really like dogs. I usually don't tell people that in life. I understand that. I work with someone uh, who shall remain nameless who is terrified of all dogs all dogs oh, small that's big too bad. like she's also a knitter so if she goes into a like a yarn store and there's a dog or even a cat in there she either won't go in mm-hmm. or she will ask them to put the animal away while she's in the store i mean listen i don't think that that's i don't think that's unreasonable it's just interesting like i'm that way with snakes like if i know a pet store sells snakes i won't go into it oh really oh yeah but like this is like these are cats and dogs i mean i'm not i'm no tino yeah. shade but it's I just mean, such an unusual thing um i don't understand being afraid of cats i don't um unless you were diane's cat oscar but anyway we won't go we won't go down that road um i don't understand being afraid of cats I do understand being afraid of dogs if, you know, early in life you had a bad experience or sure. all you were around were scary dogs. You know, phobias or fears come from anywhere. So, you know, I can get that. And I don't think it's unreasonable when you walk into a store, as long as you're not a fucking asshole about it, to be like, hi, I want to I want to patronize your establishment, but I'm afraid of your fur baby. <laughs> I think anyone would be like, oh, my gosh, let me grab them and put them yeah. somewhere especially I mean, if you, yarn people right if you storm in and you're like i won't shop here unless you put away that feline then i'd be like well then fuck off don't Get fucking fuck shop up. here <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah i just i think it's the way you approach it and it's okay if you're not a dog person i mean i, I was yeah. gonna say i don't get it but i kind of do like if you're just a person who doesn't want to be bothered with like the jumpies and the responsibility and the walking and all that kind of stuff i get it yeah, no, I get it too. It's just unusual. Yes, it is unusual. Especially that that level, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so Matt says the Oscars, I still love it all. And watching live for the first time in years was thrilling. It's a live theater gong show. Amy Schumer did good. Wanda Sykes looked like she wanted to be anywhere else, like even the moon. <laughs> Do you agree with that assessment? Um, I think she was seemed like probably the least invested of the three of them, I felt. Sure. Okay. Um, but it's I always love seeing her, whatever chance I get. Uh, happy with the winners except Belfast winning screenplay. And I'm not sold Jessica Chastain was the best, but I wasn't angry. Here's the thing. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, let's talk about it. Leaves me cold. Really? Yeah. I don't. Love her? I don't hate her. She leaves me cold. <laughs> she just leaves me. She's like a dead fish to me. I don't know. I can see I can see that. There's a quality about her that's very um unapproachable. Yeah. It's like to the point where like if she's in a movie, it will diminish my uh desire to see it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, I don't so, feel one way or other about her, but yeah, she does seem very um like not mean or bitchy no. or just kind of like cold cold yeah no She's i get cold. that i, get I that. mean i haven't seen the eyes of tammy faye i have no desire to uh i'm glad nicole kidman did not win oh my um, god that i would so. have i would have raged against the machine i don't know what <laughs> i would have listened to rage against the machine i would have listened to rage against the machine if she had won <laughs> I would have probably turned off the Oscars and turned on Rage Against the Machine. And I would first have to find them, find us, because I don't know. And I'd be like, okay, what? Look up a song, put it on, then spend a few minutes picking what, yeah. No. And then thrash around my living room. <laughs> thrash around. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I uh, love John Travolta, Uma Thurman. She looked on fire, divorcing Ethan Hawke. Does a lady good. I mean, she did that a long time ago, though, Matt. She did. She did look good, though. She, do, I mean, she's fucking gorgeous. She is. God love Gaga and Liza. That really was really the high point of the evening for me. And just the sweetest, sweetest thing. I, I've seen little things about it and just seems like I got you. I know. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> she did not. Liza did not seem totally. Totally there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. honey. Um, but bless her. 
Um, I condone all the joke making, but never hitting. And I don't want to talk about. Oh, he I, I, says, I, I, Will Smith, you have now entered Kirstie Alley land. I mean, yeah, yeah. So he says, where's my hunk of the week? Where are the men? Are you turning me straight? No. Uh, Listen. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson isn't a wet noodle. She is just Jeannie Francis. Sue's preach. I'd rather see us have a daytime talk show. Oh, see us have a daytime talk show. I was like, what? what? <laughs> oh, we tried the talk show format. Does it, <laughs> does it work for Yeah, we did try that. Yeah. Uh, we, first, we tried it live and in person. No, uh, and it, it, it doesn't. Um, yeah. So doesn't. I don't. Have we talked about that? <laughs> so years ago, we decided to try. <laughs> No, we have to. We have to air our our embarrassment. They have to know the truth. They have to know that we haven't always hit home runs. Yes, so, because this podcast is yeah, one home run. We weren't always as successful as the ten people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> so we used to do a, a gay theater festival in our theater, Whoa. and so one year we decided to start a talk <laughs> show called Totes Talk. Totes Talk, because we thought people will line up. <laughs> And we are going to interview the people that were involved in the festival that year, <laughs> of whom one person showed up with about 50 cupcakes for everyone who showed up. Which was just him. And that was it. <laughs> it was the three of us. It was the three of us. Wow. So we sat and cried while we ate cupcakes. Oh, how <laughs> fucking embarrassing. Yeah. That one person, everyone was like, yeah, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all set. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, not one single bingo person showed up except for him. Oh, amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah. Single bingo. <laughs> as long as we got each other, we got the world spinning right out of our hands. You guys and me, we got to be the luckiest dreamers we ever did see. Uh, P.S. saw Lost City with Sandy B. Channing's butt was leaps and bounds. The best thing about the movie. I mean, it was real good. His man buns. But yeah, that was the best part. Um, I want to see that movie. What movie? Uh, the Lost City. Never heard of it. With Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe. I want to say something about Daniel Radcliffe really quick because yeah. this sums up all of my feelings. He was asked about his opinion of the Oscar slap. And he's like, you know what? I'm so tired of hearing about it that i do not want to add my opinion to the discussion because it's tiresome and i was like lovely i love british people god damn it i just love daniel radcliffe so much he's just the cutest he really is um that's it um so you too uh i'm talking to everyone except for matt right now uh can send us an email if you'd like and matt i mean keep doing it i'm just (laughs) just like matt uh, you're on a break buddy okay (laughs) i'm excluding you because you already are already in the system as it were. Um, but if you want to send us an email, you can send it to, uh, sorry, I forgot for a minute. Funny <laughs> ladies at gmail.com. That may be a concern. <laughs> so what else? What else? Is there any other little titty bits? Any other titty bitties, itty bitty titty committees. <laughs> Oh, Bruce Willis. Yes. Oh, my God. So here's the thing. Oh, yeah. I have never heard of that disease condition. I have heard about it, I think, once before. I don't know how. I don't know who had it. But, yeah, I have heard about it. Like, I've heard the the word. What a terrible, terrible disease. So terrible. And it must be so devastating. And he must be. Because his family, and I mean, obviously, when you look up the disease and you and you look up what it means, obviously, someone else would write it for him. But he must be worse off than even they're sort of alluding to. Because Rumor was the one who wrote the statement on Instagram about it. But how, it's so funny because I never realized how much I liked him until I heard this. And I was just like, oh, no, that's so sad. And so many people are coming out like, um. Kev, oh my God, what's his name? Kevin, Kevin, James. Ke- mm, no, <laughs> he, uh, clerks, uh, silent Kevin Bob. Smith. Thank you. Kev, I forgot the name Kevin Smith. It's everyone. something exotic. Kevin, <laughs> something, you know, it's something ethnic. Uh, what is it? Ah, Kevin Smith. 
from the mayonnaise region of um <laughs> can't believe i forgot the name kevin smith he um wrote something that was like oh my god i apologize because he had said on a podcast or something that working with bruce willis on his last movie was just a nightmare he didn't want to work long days he had trouble remembering his lines he didn't want changes to the script stuff like that and he said that it was a nightmare and he's like and now i know why he was sick with something and was fighting it and i'm just so sorry that i said working with you was horrible and i feel so fucking bad and i just like oh my god that's so sweet um and I, yeah, I was just really sad about it. Yeah. I read a thing in the Hollywood reporter after that social media post landed that apparently it's been like a secret that's being kept the last few years of the films that he's worked on, that he's, there's been something wrong with them, that there's been problems along this line with him in, in the movies. And somebody had noticed it and had written an article about like, what's up with Bruce Willis's movies lately? <laughs> Um, so that's I just it just makes me so sad. I like Bruce Willis. Me too. And I really, really love that he and Demi Moore are still so close. Oh my god, like she's on on the thing, and I mean her daughters wrote it, so that's you know, always gonna have something to do with it. But it's like it's from him, his wife, his children, and Demi. And I just think and they spend holidays together. Yeah. I just think that's the sweetest thing. They were I don't know. I read her book when it came out, but they, at the time they were living across the street from each other in Idaho or Iowa or wherever the fuck they live. One of those eyes. Yeah. Indonesia, maybe. (laughs) Where Kevin Smith is from. (laughs) With the common Indonesian last name (laughs) of Smith. (laughs) What an asshole. Who forgets the name Smith? Um, All right. I think that was it for me all right we've we've filled our quota of pre-show banter <laughs> right. all right check that i would check this here <laughs> banter all right we are now 24 minutes in and that <laughs> that concludes the banter <laughs> portion of the podcast so shall we talk about our lady our lady our lady now Is make sure a- you say make sure you say it correctly oh god well now i've forgotten anna yeah anna Anna, nope. uh, Anna, nope. yeah, <laughs> nope, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anna Ferris, um, yeah. Oh, does it have it up here? Listen, uh, I get all my shit from Wikipedia. Let's not, <laughs> let's not. It has the phonetic, but they're using some fancy thing, and I don't know what it means. So, um, anyway, here's the thing. I just need to interject and be cranky about this for a moment. <laughs> just need to interject before you speak. Yes, <laughs> before you wait, well, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna oh, let you finish. No, Kanye. <laughs> I okay. Her name is A N N A. All right. Now look. Here's the thing. You can be called whatever you want to be called, but your name is fucking Anna. Okay. If you're Anna Gasteyer, her name is A N A. I get it. It's more hey. Anna than Anna, but A N N A is Anna. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, that's when people try to call me Suzanne. It drives me fucking nuts because it's not your name. That's not, it's not my name. That's not how you spell Suzanne because it needs to be a uh, second N and an E in there to draw out the A. Uh, and people just uh, you throw English out the window. Speaking of names, totally off topic. I got bagels DoorDash today because it's my new obsession. And my driver was named, please buckle your seatbelts. Oh, dear. Wilverine. Oh, no. I am slightly obsessed. The fact that it's not Wolverine, because Wolverine, it's like, okay, <clears throat> that's fake. I get it. You don't want your real name on there, whatever. But Wolverine, I I want everybody to be named Wolverine. Does it make you want to have another baby? A little bit. Wolverine, <laughs> call him Will or Reen. I don't, okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Anna Pharisee. <laughs> was born November 29th, 1976 in Baltimore, Maryland. The second child of Jack and Karen. From Will and Grace? Yes. (laughs) They got married and had Anna. Uh, When Ferris was six, the family moved to Edmonds, Washington. And her father worked at the University of Washington as vice president of internal communications. Um, Ferris has an older brother, Robert. Robert. 
who is a sociology professor uh, at the University of California, Davis. Okay. Now, this this sentence I didn't quite understand, and maybe you can um, enlighten me. In interview, she has described her parents as ultra liberal and said that she and her brother were raised in an irreligious. I don't know what that means, but very conservative traditional atmosphere. You know what? It's highlighted so I can look up the word irreligious. Uh, absence or rejection of religion or indifference to it. See, that's all I had to do was click but on the word. She's saying that they were her parents were super liberal, but she was raised without religion in a very conservative manner. Listen. She calls herself Anna, okay? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> this is true. All bets are off. You know what? I'm all, not bets asking any questions. all bets are fucking off. Um, she attended the Edmonds Woodway High School, where she graduated in 1994. And while studying, she performed on stage with the Seattle Repertory Company and in nationally uh, broadcast radio plays. She once described herself as a drama club dork and said she used to wear a Christmas tree skirt to school. Um, I would have hated her. I would have literally hated her guts. I probably would have been like, you know what? That's you're just trying too hard. This is what I'm saying. Like you're trying to be weird, and I had to become emotionally scarred to be this strange. And you're just you're you're not gonna catch up. I'm sorry. Also, PS, your name is Anna. <laughs> Today on shitting on a funny lady. <laughs> I know. Let's talk more about this dumb person. <laughs> Um, her parents encouraged her to pursue acting when she was young, which is very different. Um, my dad, when I was in college, people would ask him what I was majoring in. And he said waitressing. So that's the kind of support I got. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> she gave her first professional performance when she was nine years old. In the three month stint of Arthur Miller's play, Danger Memory. <laughs> Uh, at the Seattle Repertory Theater, she made $250 for the role, which was huge for her at the time. Well, she was nine. So, yeah, don't. Ugh. She went on to play Scout in a production of To Kill a Mockingbird and played the title role in Heidi and Rebecca in Our Town. Ooh. While in high school, she appeared in a frozen yogurt TV commercial. And then she says her third or fourth job was a training video for Red Robin. <laughs> the burger joint. <laughs> and she says she thinks they still use it, but who knows? You could be lying. You're lying about your name. So um, now we're going to fast forward to uh, later in life. Uh, she started dating actor Ben Idra shortly after they met on the set of the 1999 indie slasher film Lover's Lane and they married in 2004. Uh, she filed for divorce in 2007 setting irreconcilable differences. Uh, oh my gosh. As part of their divorce agreement in February 2008, she agreed to pay $900,000 in addition, in addition to other property and acting royalties. My God. Wow. That's Holy shit. Um, during her divorce from Indra and after filming The House Money, Ferris got breast implants, which she first revealed in an interview in The New Yorker in 2011. She said she felt sexy wearing a padded bra to play the Playboy Bunny and that her decision wasn't a career thing. It was a divorce thing. Um, she has since been open about her augmentation, saying in her memoir, Unqualified, that she had previously been insecure about her breasts. In 2018, in an interview with Women's Health, Ferris said that she is still floored that I did it because I'm a staunch feminist. And I kept thinking, am I betraying my own gender by doing this? But it came down to a really simple thing. I wanted to fill out a bikini. What would that feel like? I mean, I don't think being, you can be a feminist and have fake boobs, can't you? Yes. I mean, can't you? I think I mean, so. I'm I'm not really one to answer that question. As a gay man, tell me if I'm a feminist, <laughs> if I get gay, gay breasts. <laughs> My breasts are so gay, you guys. Wow, I am on fire. Uh, Ferris met actor Chris Pratt in early 2007 at the table read in Los Angeles for the film Take Me Home Tonight, where their characters were love interests. They started dating shortly after, became engaged in 2008. This girl moves fast and married in 2009 in a small 
ceremony in Bali, Indonesia, eloping on a whim after a friend's wedding. They have a son, Jack, who was born uh, in 2012, nine weeks premature and spent a month in intensive care before going home. The family lived in Hollywood Hills uh, in 2017. They announced their separation and uh, December 1st, 2017, they were divorced. In September 2017, oh, okay, well, that's those dates overlap. Uh, she reportedly began dating cinematographer Michael Bennett, whom she met while working on the film Overboard. In a February 2020 appearance on the Late Show with the Late Late Show with James Corden, ugh, she confirmed rumors of their engagement. Um, in 2021, she confirmed that they had been married in a courthouse ceremony in Washington State. Um, and then this is just thrown in at the end. In November 2019, during Thanksgiving dinner, Ferris and her guests began experiencing mysterious health symptoms in a Lake Taco. Taco. <laughs> Damn it. Lake Taco. Lake Taco. Lake Taco. That's I where I want to go. There. <laughs> That's why I weigh this much. <laughs> I go to Lake Taco. I actually don't like tacos are not that great to me. Like there are people that are like tacos are life. And I'm like, they're good. They're not life. Anyway, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> lake Tahoe. I mean, sure. In a lake, lake Tahoe, I will say it again, cottage, local first responders detected carbon monoxide. <laughs> <laughs> Note to selves do not record in the morning. It doesn't work out for you. Carbon monoxide levels six times the recommended maximum. <laughs> recommended listen we recommend that you have this much carbon <laughs> but don't go over it because that's that's bad anywho i'm just that's what i have to say because i don't think i can talk anymore uh wow oh right so anna um i got i did wikipedia i did a an interview from marie claire and then i found this wackadoodle website called the tea cake and you're gonna see why it's wackadoodle when i get to oh, it oh okay so after graduating from college uh she was going to go to london mm. uh where she had a receptionist job lined up which is crazy like that's just what? so weird <laughs> to me like i'm gonna move to london and be a receptionist <laughs> right i to London to be something I could be literally <laughs> anywhere. Uh, however, she ended up moving to Los Angeles at the last minute. Uh, she had a, okay. I know it's so like it's like I'm gonna I'm all set to go to London. No, you know what? I'm gonna go to LA. Well, I think she really wanted to act. I think she was, from what I get, she was afraid to fully embrace that path for her sure sure but i mean based on the fact that she moved to london to be a receptionist she would have thought that was her dream <laughs> right oh i just can't wait to be a receptionist at big ben or whatever i don't know i've never i've never been to london um <laughs> hello welcome to big ben the time is now 3 40 uh <laughs> i don't know anyway don't record in the morning <laughs> um <laughs> So once she moved to L.A., she had a small role in the made-for-TV movie called Deception, colon, A Mother's Secret. <laughs> mother's what? A Mother's Secret. It sounded like it said secret. A Mother's Teacup. <laughs> uh, she was later cast in a supporting role in the small-scale drama <laughs> Eden. Her first major film role came in the independent slasher film Lover's Lane where she played an ill-fated cheerleader. Ooh. It received a straight-to-video release. However, uh, eFilmCritic.com's Greg Muskowitz found oh. her the film's, quote, one center of interest. Once she committed to the idea of pursuing acting full-time, she eventually got the starring role in Scary Movie, and she would go on to reprise her role in Scary Movie 2 and 3 and 4. Her, uh, and this is from that wackadoodle website that I found called theteacake.com. So it says, this is a direct quote. Ferris's breakout job came in 2000 when she featured in the awfulness satire spoof film, Frightening Movie, where she was selected as Cindy Campbell. 
It denoted her initially featuring credit, as she had just showed up in little and supporting parts in performance center plays and low-planned <laughs> highlights up to that point. What? What? They wrote that article in the morning. (laughs) For her exhibition, she got selections for the, quote, advancement female performance and, quote, best kiss awards at the 2001 MTV Movie Awards. So there you go. Do we think that that this is like a poorly um, translated? It's either that or it's written by a bot. I'm not sure, but. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, after that, she went on to appear in May, The Hot Chick, um, Just Friends, which is a movie that I love, Waiting, which I've never seen Waiting. Uh, occasionally, she would stretch herself beyond type, as in Lost in Translation and Brokeback Mountain, both of which had her playing parodies of herself, charmingly clueless patsies, the butt of the director's jokes. <laughs> She owned these roles, too, small though they were, and she said, you have to be willing to accept the idea that people may think you're stupid. Which is kind of sad. Right. In 2007, she starred in Greg Araki's Smiley Face, uh, which is a movie I don't really like. She went on to lend her voice to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and its sequel, and she did the same for a couple of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. She appeared in four episodes in the final season of Friends as Monica and Chandler's baby That's mama. right, yeah. And in 2013, she landed the gig Mom, where she would stay for seven seasons, leaving the show prior to its eighth and final season. And did not come back for the series finale, which I find very interesting and I somewhat know. telling. Yeah, she seems an odd duck to me. She seems like someone who's like, I'm done with this and just walks away. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's weird because she was only gone a year before. And right. Like to come back for one episode and the finale just seems like it would have been nothing. So it just seems like she was saying something about not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. In November, 2015, she launched her free form advice podcast called unqualified and published her book also called unqualified in 2017, which is described as part memoir. Uh, The book met with critical praise and it was a bestseller. In 2018, she unfortunately starred in the remake of overboard, but it was a commercial success. It was. Yeah. I know there's no accounting for taste. There really is not. I tried to watch that movie back when we did Goldie Hawn and I did Mm -hmm. the original overboard and I just could not do the remake. So we had kind of a revolving door of movies this week. We did. Where, where do you want to begin? Um, uh, uh, let's, Oh God, let's get scary movie out of the way. Cause there's nothing much to say about it. Um, this is where I remember her from. And I remember being intrigued by her. Like, who is this girl? She's okay. Also, my first memory also felt the exact same way. Like she's got some about her, um, but she looks so weird with the dark hair. And that's the first way you see her. I think mainstream is with the dark hair. And it still seemed weird to me. It seemed to not fit. Maybe that's one of the reasons I was intrigued by her. I remember thinking this movie was very funny. And then I watched it yesterday and I was like, I, I have grown as a person (laughs) and it's, it's fucking terrible. Oh, I, I still like it. I still make it. There's a lot of it that is just plays very differently 20 years later. Yes, 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 yes. But I think Regina Hall is so funny in it. Uh, It's very problematic that she gets attacked by a bunch of white people in the movie theater. Oh, right. Yeah. But uh, I think, yeah, I think Anna Ferris is funny in it. Yeah. Um, it, still, it still made me laugh. Yeah, that that's that's all. That's it. It's, it oh my God. That's all. That's all. So I'm glad we did end up watching the third one. We watched three movies this week, damn it. Um, so shall we talk about The House Bunny then? Let's talk about The House Bunny. Uh, directed by Fred Wolf, opened October 22nd, 2008. Now I think I think you thought this movie was okay. I did. I did. You did not. You hate it. I don't hate it. I saw it at the movies and I really thought it was great. Not great's a very strong word. Sure, sure, sure. 
I enjoyed it far less this time around. Sure. I mean, we've grown as people. True. And this was, you know, what, 14 years ago? Yeah. Honestly, my thing about this movie, it's really is her. She really is. She plays stupid so intelligently. Yes. And she really is just, she really is so very good. And there were moments. See, now I'm getting my movies mixed up, though. Crap. No, it's House Bunny. (laughs) I did laugh out loud several times at this movie. Like when she's on the date with Colin Hanks and she tries to leave and then (laughs) flies, trips into the table and flies over. (laughs) Anyway, I thought it was okay. Um, I also thought, when did this come out? 2008. And 2008 seems like yesterday and now also seems like decades, decades and decades ago. It also could have, I think it was still early enough in our lives that it could have gone very, very wrong. Like, I think the message was sort of like, you know, sort of be yourself and it could have gone much farther into be pretty. That's all you need. And it didn't. It sort of you know, both groups found their rights and their wrongs about what they were doing. Um, so it could have been worse, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's what bothered me about it so much this time is that I feel like it tries to have it both ways. Like we have to make the girl sexy first. Sure. Yeah. So we get yes, that yes. eye candy before we realize, oh, we don't need to be all that sexy or right. whatever. Right. Here are all the notes that I wrote about it. Okay. <clears throat> House Bunny, Beverly D'Angelo, Emma Stone. These jokes are so dumb. Rumor Willis, Kat Dennings, <laughs> Catherine McPhee. Those are my notes. <laughs> so many people. I think Emma Stone is terrific in this film. She is. She really is. She just gives you a glimpse of what is about to come. Yeah, she's so... Oh, God, I love her. Anyway. I thought the part where they're at the nursing home dancing and Catherine McPhee is dancing with that old man. I was like, oh, this is homework Aww. for her marriage to David Foster. <laughs> was this her first dance at her wedding (laughs) also you know the karaoke thing i was like oh well here's where Catherine mcbee is gonna and then i was like oh mm, okay but where was this you're not gonna know because why would you i wonder where this was during her if this was after her american idol journey before her american idol journey was after I'm sure I mean, that's why that's she what got I would the assume. Gig. Right, right, right. And then they didn't have her sing, which I was like, well, that's stupid. And then also I was like, and also very cool, because I complain about all the time. <laughs> like Kristen Chenoweth on the West Wing, and she's singing down the hall because that's what you do in the fucking White House. Get, fuck, fuck off. Fuck off. I hate that so much. <laughs> Sorry. And Catherine Murphy does sing the song at the end. That plays over the yeah, I know. But I thought it was going to be this breakout, like, you Yeah, know. I get you. Um, and then my notes for a scary movie are, Yikes. <laughs> <That's it>. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, you still, you didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't love it. And just, it bothered me more than I remembered it. Like the last time I remember thinking, oh, it was fun and funny and stuff. And sure, sure, really, sure. I think about the only times I really laughed were when she would meet people and did that monster voice to try to remember <laughs> their names. Which I think is so funny. Monica or whatever. So so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. Um, I also, I think Hugh Hefner is so disgusting and gross. I just hate him. Sure, 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 sure. sure. She was on American Idol in 2005. And it's so odd to watch Hugh Hefner and those three girls because, of course, I watched their reality show as well. Yeah, Kendra and Holly. and And knowing all the backstories and how they felt about it afterwards it's like oh yeah and that whole subplot about the the evil playboy bunny i thought was just so convoluted like we could have found a much easier way to get her out of the house than to come to these two hapless people writing a fake letter like it's just like it's that's too much that's too much backstory yeah 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 yeah. yes it was very strange um, it was very like fast moving, like, hey, guy, like there was no reason for her to be a Playboy Bunny. Right. Honestly, actually, yes. I thought that had a bigger thing to it. And it was like, we established her as a Playboy Bunny. OK, now she's not anymore. Yes, and now we're done. <laughs> like, oh, OK, like there could have been a, a much better reason for her to be at that sorority house. Yeah. Yes, I agree. 
Like I just thought of one. She's an older sister of one of those girls. She mm. just got left at the altar. She doesn't have a place to live. She has to. Oh my God. See, that's so much more TM, TM, TM. No one write that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to rewrite house bunny. So yeah, it was just kind of that whole thing was weird and unnecessary. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, Certainly has a little hook this way. It's like, ooh, Playboy, ooh, ooh, ooh. right. And I think, but I think that's the literal only purpose it serves. Yes, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Like, uh, I don't know. It was fine. Kat Dennings had nothing to do. Nothing to do, and I love her. But yeah, I thought it was funny that Lily girl who didn't speak, and then she was British, and no one knew it. That was. Is it just me or? Is it always when there is a silent character who then speaks at some point, they're always British when they speak? Who else? Well, I don't have an example right now. (laughs) Well, then I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. There is a specific movie, but I think it's a dude. And he doesn't speak the whole movie. And then when he does, he's British. So there's one other example. Maybe always was a strong word. And I can't even think of that (laughs) example. But it just, when it happened, I was like, they're always British. Always. Always of the two times I've seen this trope, they're British. Um, But it was cute. I mean, it was cute. I found it more fascinating to watch a young Emma Stone. Yes. um, And Kat Dennings and Rumor Willis. And I thought Rumor Willis was good. Yeah. Her little Forrest Gump inspired. Yeah. Back brace shedding. So. Yeah, I think it's cute for that. Yeah, that's about it. New feature. Out of five stars, how many would Ooh. you give it? Oh, God. Oh, what are the parameters? Um. Oh, geez. Hmm. I'm going to give it. Oh, God. This is very tough. You go first. You came up with it. I think now I would give it two and a half stars. I was thinking that as well. Maybe three, just for the fascination of the young Emma Stone, rumor was yeah. Kat Dennings. Yeah. And I, I, Colin Hanks is a cutie patootie. Always, always. So likable, just like his dad. He's just such a cutie. Yeah. I would make out with him hardcore. Yeah. I don't know that we'd go all the way, but we'd make out. Uh, <laughs> new thing. Would you make no, uh, <laughs> with the male co-star with the male co-star? And that's going to come in really important in the next film that we talk about. Oh, oh honey, <laughs> honey. Uh, he could come in my back door like her sister says. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I would say two and a half, three. It's it's a it's a nice mindless thing. The fascination, and seriously, Anna, God damn it, Anna, Anna, whatever the fuck she calls herself, a Ferris. We're gonna say that. <laughs> you know, she is fascinating to watch. She she plays stupid and she's not even stupid and she says it actually throughout the movie i'm not stupid i choose to act this way for blah 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 or when i say these weird things they actually make sense to me and then she explains them and they do make sense um she just plays them so brilliantly i want to see her do other things though but she strikes me as someone who doesn't care if she does other things does it make sense like she's just like i'm happy i'm getting a paycheck i'm having fun fuck it which is completely admirable it's more than what i'm doing in hollywood (laughs) so shall we talk about the next movie because these are my notes we did what's your number and all my notes are are mm, chris evans (laughs) (sighs) okay what are your thoughts you go first i well what do you think you didn't like it i love this movie you did? I really? love this movie. Did I think you loved it? I do. I do okay, love good. it. There are some problems with it, obviously. Yes, for but sure. I do love yes. it. It's so sweet, first it of all. It is so sweet. He's it's, so sweet. It hits you right in that classic rom-com feels. Sure does. Sure does. And it's done really well. And I mean, Chris Evans, I mean, seriously, Oh my God, his oh body God. is on display oh so many times, oh my which God. I love that it's equal opportunity, like 100%. Ogling. Uh-huh. In fact, I think, well, maybe it's equal. He might be more nude than she is. I think like that more he times. Is. Yeah. 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 Which I appreciate his, he has like the perfect body yaddy yaddy oh yes also God, he's to be fucking hot he's even more the hottest person in the world yeah he does his own singing 
which is annoying. And you can tell, and you can tell, like, you're like, well, that's his voice. It's like, what can't you do? You asshole. Well, there's nothing he can't do to me. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Anything he asks. I love her. uh, So uh, I guess the main story is she gets fired from her job, which I thought was, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I thought that was, that was um, unnecessary. But then I thought later in the movie, maybe they wanted to explain how she could have so much time on her hands to be able to find these men. Um, She gets fired from her job. She reads an article about what's your number, meaning how many partners have you had? And I don't know if this is a true thing or if they just made it up for the movie. Uh, the 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 quote unquote study that was done was that a woman who's had 20 or more partners will will not get married, is unlikely to find a mate. And so she is at 19. And so she freaks out. And so she wants to only sleep with people she slept with before so that she stays within her 20. And then Chris Evans plays her neighbor, her hot, hot, hot neighbor. (laughs) And he is the little Lothario, which of course, because I 100% would sleep with him on my first meeting. Um, And he, but you can tell, and they're both so good. And he, and say what you will about Chris Evans, whether you know you throw him away because you just think he's hot, he's actually a very, very, very good actor. Yeah, he, he really is. is. And he plays it so sweet. And um, they get to know each other because he will hide out in her apartment uh, when his date from the night previous uh, has not left yet. And their relationship as friends is just so cute. I Yes, I loved it. But you know what I love most about this movie, aside from Chris Evans, is her apartment. I literally think about her apartment at least once a week since the first time I saw this movie. That is no fucking joke. Her apartment is so cute. Anywho, tell me tell me your thoughts because I could go on forever. Because you see his butt. Oh my God. Uh, okay, go on. Go on. I like how she owns her number. Um, yes. It's, it's, it's sex positive to a point, I think. To a point. But then there are some, I feel like, pandering to people who might not agree yeah and that makes sense yes yeah and i also she tried because i think and initially uh the number in the script was lower and she fought to have it higher that makes sense it says the studio was adamant that it be 16 because they felt too many partners would make her unrelatable to the audience which Um, in watching this movie, because, you know, I'm sure we've all had that discussion. What's your number? I'm sure we've all had that discussion. And I have mixed feelings about my number. There are some times when I'm like really proud of it. And then I get, well, that's stupid. Why should I be proud of that? And then I get really embarrassed that it's that low. Because <laughs> mine is three, you guys. And I've wow. been married twice. So, yeah, not, I have not been around the block. Okay. You've been to the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and the mailbox is put in through my front door so like i literally walk from the couch to my front door like i don't even go outside like it's not even outside mailbox. it's not even uh, in fact my husband brings in the mail hands it directly to me and then um so like, I'm not, i've not been Around the block. <laughs> That's good. Wait, really? What does it ma- what does it matter? Exactly. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? If you're happy with your decisions, that's all that fucking matters. And at the end of the day, and, and there are, you know, and it it goes into everybody's preferences and sexualities and stuff like that. At the end of the day, it's whatever makes you happy. Exactly. We put way too much into sex in this country. Way too much. Now, see, I am one of those people. That I do put a lot into it, which is why my number is so low. But that's just my preference. When I think about it logically, really all it just have fun. Really, all it is is having fun. Seriously. Really? Like, like, why not? Just yeah. do it. If it feels good, do it. I mean, you know, be safe about it. And like, sure. you know, if if what makes you feel good is murdering people, don't do that. Right. We're just talking about sex. As long and as it's consensual. Cons- I was just going to say, yes, uh, and must be consensual. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's the other thing. I'm like, he's he's all into the consensual because he's she's like, we need to stop. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
that's a really low bar though if that gets <laughs> if that floods your basement that he stops when you say stop maybe rethink your parameters on a man <laughs> i also read how i think the version that we watched it was the extended version mm. uh which had the lady the his date with the with her tits out Oh yes, that was a lot of tits. That was just uh, in the extended version, but that was put in at the behest of the studio, who wanted to appeal more to men, of course, because they thought men would not be interested in seeing this movie, so they put tits in it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Let me let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. First of all, there are men who like rom coms. Second of all, there are men who have women who like rom coms, and they're going to go to see it because their woman wants to see it. Number three, any man who would just see a movie for tits, one tit scene is not going to do it for him because he's the kind that can just watch porn at home. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm just saying one tit scene isn't going to bring the man out in droves. Are you going to put on the poster? Hey, there's tits. Like that is the dumbest argument. So dumb, which is why so I'm so dumb. glad it was cut from the like theatrical print. But still, it's the reason that it's in there is stupid anyway. It's stupid, but I do love. So is that scene in its entirety cut? Yeah, because I actually do love the scene of because it relates to their friendship. How she's like, give me your keys, and she's gonna just go and scare this woman off. She's like, oh my god, he didn't tell you we were affianced. That's not what she says because I am weird. Um, <laughs> and it so the scene itself is funny, and she doesn't need to be naked for it. The right. other woman doesn't need exactly. to be naked for it. Yes, and so I wish they would have done it with her with a shirt on. Um and. Anna Ferris comes in and, and does because the scene is funny, but their friendship is so sweet. And the thing that got me, the thing that got me, he, okay, sorry, backtrack. They become friends because they're neighbors. And then she um, employs him, quote unquote, to find all the men on her list because she's determined to find one of her ex-boyfriends to settle down with them. It's so dumb. It's just like, it's so dumb, but it's, it's, you don't care that it's dumb. It works. And so he, he sets out to find all these men for, oh my God, when she finds, when they find Martin Freeman, (laughs) British guy. (laughs) <laughs> she starts talking and Chris Evans is like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> she, when they met, she just started speaking in a British accent. So their whole relationship, she spoke with a British accent. And then they show her date with this guy. I'm sorry. just <laughs> I love it. Just watch it. It's oh my god, and I love the way every time she comes back from a date, he's waiting for her. Like you just, they play it so sweet. You just know, like obviously, you know that they're gonna get together because it's a rom com, but it's not just because that's the trope. You, he, they just play it so well that it's like, oh, he's so in love with her. Yeah. Oh my god, it's just so sweet. Yeah, it still is. the The journey is so thoroughly enjoyable, even though you know what the outcome is going to be. Yes. And I do. I love the string of little cameos of her past boyfriends. I think they're all so fun. Mm-hmm. Blythe Danner being her best Blythe Danner. I love Ari Grainer, Ari Grainer, however the fuck you say her name. Is that the sister? Yeah. Yes. She's beautiful. She has a very, yeah. you know, I don't know. And their wedding and her, because another trope is, you know, if a sister in a, in a rom-com is getting married, she's married some, she's marrying some tool. And in this, they're very much in love and he's a really good guy. And so that was just like, Oh my God, I love it. And uh, what's her face from happy endings. Yes. Eliza Coop. Eliza. She, like, I love her so much. She doesn't even need to speak. Like just looking at her is, yeah. I just love her. And, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's where she's from. The other bridesmaid is from the Sandra Bullock Miss Congeniality. Mm, I haven't seen it. She plays a good friend. Like she, like she plays the friend part. Well, is what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> she plays a real good friend. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. It's just so sweet. It, it really, really is. is. And the whole, I love the whole ending, like the, the tracking down of the different weddings in the city, the whole end just really get for, I'm, maybe I'm getting my period, but I was just like <laughs> super <laughs> misty eyed watching the well, end of it. And when she said, when she makes the speech, I started to cry when she makes the speech at her sister's wedding. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I realized that being in love means you can be yourself with somebody. And I'm like, that's how I am. <laughs> like, it's just, oh God, it's just so good. And then, yeah. oh, oh, and then I love when the one guy calls her back. And could you, did you know who the voicemail was from? Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, instantly that it's uh, Aziz Ansari. Um, <laughs> We didn't have sex. You gave me a very dry hand job. Yeah. All right, because she's bad at giving hand jobs. You gave me you said what did he say? You gave you said it was your specialty or something. It's a very dry hand job. And then you fell asleep in my shower. And she is with Chris Evans. They're laying in her bed just cuddling and they're both laughing. And I just thought that was sweet too. Like it wasn't this like, ugh. they're both laughing at it. And she's like, and it's just, it's so good. It's so good. It's yeah. Cause so he's good. so like, he knows her number. He's supportive of her. He doesn't care. Like, he doesn't care. No. And he goes to say no his judgments. number at one point. It's like in the 300. Yeah. Like, yeah, he doesn't care. It, and it's just, and he loves what she her the hobby that she has that she should do for like he loves that yeah. and ew, oh god they're just so cute <laughs> yeah yeah it's good I it's would, real good how, how many stars would you give it i would say i would say four me too yeah i would say four 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 yeah it's real good guys watch it despite some you know little hiccups along the way it's thoroughly worth the ride i think there are there are but it's it's indicative of the difference in time and and but it's not there's nothing where you're like oh my god like scary movie you watch and you're like oh shit (laughs) you can't say that oh my god i paid money to see this movie um this isn't what your number is not like that at all there are some things where you're just like "Eh." But yeah, it's not, it's, you can't really tell. Yeah, no, it's so good. And you don't care. And I already told you this, I messaged him. I was like, there's two Captain Americas. He's like, yay. I'm like, you don't care. Don't play Katie. Who's the other one? Is it the Anthony Mackie? Yep. Anthony Mackie. And I forgot he was in it. So when he, when he showed up, I was like, ah, two Captain Americas. (laughs) And then before I could stop myself, I texted you. And then I was like, oh, you don't fucking care. I, Um, I try. I, yeah, I know him. you do. I know you do. And the Time Lord or whatever the fuck he's called, the Captain Time, the Lord of Time. Is Time even in his name? Captain Plant, Tree Man, Groot? <laughs> Star Lord. Star Lord. Is it Star Lord? It's Star Lord. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that Doctor Who? I don't watch Doctor Who. I think it is. Yeah, and I'm really upset with Chris Pratt. I wish you weren't a piece of crap. And maybe I know, me a piece too. of crap. Is that too much or is he no. a piece of crap? Yeah. Cause he is a cutie and he is, he is the kind of white doughy white boy that I would go for. I used to think he was real cute, but now he shows up and I'm like, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So we do have a little Marvel reunion. We've got a time Lord <laughs> <laughs> and two Captain Americas. So it's great. Watch it. It's really good. It's so good. Yes. And if you love Chris Evans, <sighs> which who fucking doesn't. I mean, Pete even calls him a biscuit. No, Pete calls a lot of dudes a biscuit. So I guess that's not really the litmus test that anyone should be going by. But yeah, it's real good. It's real, real good. I think all the movies this week are st- are rentals. I don't think they're streaming anywhere right now. So Okay. Okay. So, so if you yeah. had to pick one, definitely go with What's Your Number? What's Your Number? Maybe House Bunny if you literally have just disposable income and time to time to burn. And yep. Scary Movie, um, bury it deep 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 down somewhere that no one shall ever find it again it's i mean honest to god while watching it i was like oh 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 god don't say that oh you get he's not gonna say is he gonna say and he said it okay (laughs) yeah no it's it's real bad it's real bad it's a cringe fest so yeah that's anna ferris all right anna 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 a ferris Anna, Anna, A. Ferris. What's on tap for next week's we? You know what? I would tell you, but I don't know yet. So (laughs) I'm not going to make it up. But then shall we tell them what's on tap for the next one? Because we do know that. We do. We do. Um, We have decided to um, make a whole episode about our top 10 lists. Now is yours done? No. 
No. Nope. Mine is. Oh, wow. But now that we have. Oh, yeah. I just. I've started it, but I have. I still need to finesse. I'm very excited. I don't want to wait two weeks. Ugh. We can do it next week if you want, and then do your wee pod the week after that. We'll discuss. You know what? We'll leave it a mystery for the people. Okay. We'll discuss. Although I do want it. it listen, I want to hear from you all. Let, let us know what your favorite female-led Ooh, comedies yes, are. Yes, yes, yes. Give us so your start sending those in lists. Slide Matt, in our send DMs in. on Insta. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm very excited. And I don't think there's any surprises on mine. I don't think you're going to be like, what? Maybe the numbering of it, maybe. But I don't think anything's going to be a surprise to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for us today. All right. Well, y'all have a grand week. Yeah. And we'll be back um, at it again with the white vans next week. With the what? The white vans. The white vans. Do you remember that? Damn, Daniel. No. Got it again with the white vans. Oh, you I, missed that I don't. whole. I missed that whole thing. I have no idea. I, damn, Daniel sounds, uh, it sounds like something I should know, but I never saw the original. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why go we on, say it. Go onto the YouTube. You'll find All right. It. I'll go into the YouTubes and I will find it. All right. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well then, bye. Uh, Bye.